<laughs> All right. Hello, and welcome to episode 83 of Flicks into Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, Forever No Ways, the man, the myth, the fourth frontier, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Oh, um, sorry about that. I was distracted. I was just writing a letter to J.C. Chandor to pledge my undying love to him. I don't... I don't follow. I don't know what any of those words mean. Oh, don't worry. You'll If you haven't put it together by now, you will at some point in this episode. Excellent. Also joining us is the Peanut Gallery. Dominic Paolsi. Say hello, Dominic. Um, sorry, I just woke up from your mediocre podcast. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Sick bird. I actually, I appreciate it. I, you know, that was that was good. That was, We just talked about it pretty quick on that one. I appreciate it. I appreciate he's it. Falling asleep while listening to it, and now he's falling asleep while trying to record it. Yep. On this week's episode, the Joker trailer drops along with another Avengers trailer. I pass out for the evening along with other news and nuggets all before diving into our flick of the week, Triple Frontier. But first, Al, what are we drinking? Um, so we are drinking... Stone Hop Revolver IPA, which is a rotating single hop series. So what that means is, every six months so or so, write that one I'm down real quick. Totally. And the myth, up. the rotating single hop series. <laughs> Perfect. Um, they release a beer under this banner once hmm. or twice a year, at least, um, made entirely with one variety of hop, and it's a different hop each time they do it. Have we done one of these before? Um. I can't remember if we've done it for the show or if we've just talked about it and or had one of them before. Okay. Um, but we haven't done this specific one before, if yeah. we did do one of them in the past. So this is 7.7% alcohol by volume. Stone is always good for a quick story, so fully loaded with crystal hops. The aim of this experimental hop-centric series is to demonstrate just how dramatically a single hop can impact a beer. We're going to periodically fire off a variety of single hop variations of this IPA, for some good brewing fun. Empty the bright... Empty this... The, ooh, wow. Empty the bright tank with <laughs> one. Reload it with another batch. Rinse, reload, repeat. We invite you to enjoy along with us. I love the uh, the little sketched green lines. Yes. They're nice. Nice. So it's a very simple standard stone bottle art, but I... Eh, I a like it. texture. You got like some speed lines on the, yeah. the words itself peeling yeah. off. Like... Oh, they were just shot out of a revolver? Yep. <gasps> Shall we give this one a taste? Cheers. <laughs> I can see the disgust on Dominic's face. <laughs> Even though he's you off screen well. in his poncho. Ooh. Mm. They don't disappoint. Yeah, I, I had one of these and I didn't love it. This one's better than the last one I had. I don't remember which one the last one was. Mm. Although... I will say that my palate is a little compromised because about 20 minutes ago I popped a Halls with menthol in, Ugh. so affecting the flavor profile just a bit. Um, but you're doing it for the fans. I appreciate doing it. Doing it for the fans, trying doing to make sure the voice, Making my the voice was as good as possible. You, you're, my voice is probably going to fluctuate. Yeah. You may hear me a little nasally because allergies hit pretty hard yesterday. Sure, sure. That's what, I mean, it's the, it's the sneezes that come in hot. And the well, I'm usually good with that. It's going to be the coughs. It's going to be me blowing my nose at some point. Yeah. You're I'll try to hit the, the mute button, but I'll try not to cut off Dominic. You're not a single unit today, so. That would be, you should just, <laughs> I think you should use that as an excuse. Whenever you're just not thrilled with what he's saying, just <laughs> just cut him off. <laughs> it's or, you have that power. Or just blow my nose really loudly, as close to the mic as possible. Oh, sorry, I couldn't hit the mute, guys. You were talking. <laughs> just, just, I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I just can't control because I do blow my nose pretty loudly. You so. do the uh, the Ron Burgundy, <laughs> <laughs> just over everything he's saying. Shall we dive into it? 
Uh, sure. Let us. Oh, actually, before we do that, we should probably talk. About I, I'll, I'll give one thumb up for the beer. One thumb up. It's okay. a single yeah, thumb up. I mean, I through the halls and allergies, I can taste the hops. Mm-hmm. I can tell that it is one specific version of hops. That it's not a blend of hops. I believe what they do with this to make this as controlled as possible is it's always the same exact grain bill and yeast. They just okay. change the hops, and it's just one hop. Not made with more hops. Hops. <laughs> All right. They've added a lot of hops. So, but yeah. I like it. It's tasty. It's I would say this beer is like, to me, when I drink an IPA, you get that beginning flavor, and then it kind of that nice... Uh, oh, sorry. I hit the mute oh. button. Yeah. <laughs> No, continue. <laughs> a nice, it ends with a nice hoppy floral note, and I feel like this beer, due to the fact it only has one type of hops, has just that half the flavor of a normal <laughs> IPA. So, th- therefore, I would give it one half of my thumb. That Wow. Like the first knuckle joint <laughs> Listen, of my thumb. Clearly, Dominic does not know how I feel about half points and reviews <laughs> and ratings. <laughs> Which is a good point. It's either uh, one or no thumbs. It's okay. I'll give it, okay, I'll give it one thumb. Okay. Well, you only really fully elucidated that like a couple weeks ago yeah i well it's it's a thing that drives me crazy because it's like what does it mean you know why does it why do we need to do this why do we need to do the half points i want to stick to it i I'm feel like i'm being if i can't give it a single full point up or down i feel like i'm being wishy-washy uh, i don't know i just i, I like i like specificity i like, I like my uh, i like my minimalist i like review scale <laughs> the beer scale has five slots it's two thumbs down one thumb down no thumbs one thumb up, two thumbs up. That's it. It's a five-star system. My movie scale has ten. There's a lot more to go on there. And now the little boy has no sums. <laughs> <laughs> That's a family guy joke. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into some news and nuggets? Please, let us. All right. So the first thing that I have on this list that I'd like to talk about is you had mentioned that last week, I think it was last week, you saw the Chucky trailer. Yes. And I watched the Chucky trailer uh, just before we started recording today. Uh, Wait, can I jump ahead of you first? Because I have this as a note, too. Okay. And it's going to have more impact if I say it. Because if you remember last week, I said, Oh, the guy who plays Grima Wormtongue <laughs> has been his voice in every single movie of the thing. And I thought it was so for this one. And then yesterday or the day before, I see that Mark Hamill made me a lie. Yep, 100%. That's what I was <laughs> going to talk about. I was like, I don't Now continue on with the story. Exactly I just wanted it. to put it on the record. That he made me a liar. That's all it was. I was like, I, I thought that that's what you had said. And I thought you had meant in that in this movie too. And then when I... I, I did mean this one too. I thought that he was doing this one as well. When I came across the article, I was like, wait a minute. First off, awesome. Second, how did Al not tell me this piece of information? <laughs> because I was not aware. I agree. That's it, great. It is cool if anyone was going to take over for man, that legacy role. I love that man. I love his... I love the voice acting. I love that it's pretty much all the same, but it's great. Also, if we're going to make fucking Joaquin Phoenix a Joker, couldn't we just get a Mark Hamill Joker? I know. Well, we have him. Yeah, but like, one so that everyone can fully appreciate Yeah, I think he could... So I have this uh, this really twisted comic. Um, I forget what it's called. It's it's like... It's a really, really dark Joker comic. Um, he's... Are, are they not all? It's next level dark. Like, it's very grotesque. Very... Uh, like super psychopathic and he's like murdering people like in like every panel but it's it's gross it's <laughs> gross and i he's also seems to be older much older in this one and i think that it would be interesting for mark hamill to play that like that one. so that would... give us give us a 
Batman Beyond movie with him playing the Joker. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Sure. Anything. I just I give me more of Mark Hamill. I'm okay with that. That's that's great. If honestly, I'm glad that he's I'm glad that he's kind of like finally like shaking off like his shell and doing things that are like real things again, not just um voice work. Not that he's not great at it and all, but like he sh- we should have more opportunity to enjoy him. I'm not going to like seek out a lot of the things that he he was doing. So, mm. like I honestly didn't think he did anything live action post Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back <laughs> until I found out that I was incorrect he did part of one episode of Chuck. Oh, okay. And then, honestly, the first time I saw the movie, I didn't even recognize that Mark Hamill was in Kingsman. I didn't recognize him. Uh, why well, don't I don't remember... The opening... Sorry, not the opening opening scene. The, the first scene in quote-unquote present day in South America when... We first find out about the Kingsmen and the, and the, uh, what were they called actually? Were they the, the, the Circle or was that the second? No, the Golden Circle was the second one. Um, whatever Samuel Jackson's thing is, that was like, he mentions him again later in the movie. Like, it was like his favorite scientist who like did study oh, climate right, right, research. Oh, right, 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 I remember now. And the yep. whole thing was, it was the, the Commodore Norrington from the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies was the Kingsman who was supposed to save him and then he ends up he kills all the the henchmen but then he ends up getting killed trying to save Mark Hamill and then he's got one other scene later on when Colin Firth goes to meet with him and then his head explodes That's right. because he had had the implant. He has Totally the first time I saw it in theaters totally didn't recognize that that was Oh, Mark that's Hamill. funny. <laughs> he also uh he was in a couple episodes of The Flash. He plays the trickster. That was him reprising a role, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, something like that. I don't actually fully the, know was the it history in like the, of it, but yeah. I, I think in the 90s I mean, he, played he played that, that role. role. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was. I think he did it in a couple. I think there were like maybe two or three episodes that the, that character comes back in. So that was cool to see him as that. But uh, I man, my one of my favorite, favorite, favorite performances is his Joker in the Arkham Asylum game and Arkham City. Mm. Uh, the Especially Ar- Arkham City... I love the story and I love the ending of that game. Uh, if you haven't, if you, if you even remotely, if you're even remotely interested in Batman, if you like him at all, you should play that game and you should really. Yeah, I never had the opportunity. Especially if you know, if you know the lore, you know what he stands for, you know how he does things uh, and the torment that he's going to face throughout the, it's, it's a great game. It's a really, it's really well done. Great storytelling. Uh, it's just, I love it. I, I love those games so much. I actually, I actually recently re-downloaded them because I would like to play them again. Um, oh. So, well, I'll, I'll, I'll get into those eventually. It's going to be a while probably. I'm, I've been playing a lot of that Breath of the Wild lately. And uh, man, that game is deep. <laughs> <laughs> There's way too much to do in there. Plus you've been watching your Marvel movies. I am. I, uh, I just finished Iron Man 3. Uh, I have not nice. slotted it in yet, and I have not tweeted my my tweet length review yet. But uh, I well, I, I figured I figured you'd probably slot it when you finish phase two. Uh, I thought, yeah, that's I will. No, I've been doing them one one at a time. As I, every time I watch it, I put it in the list. It's be, being easier for me to keep track of, so that I can okay. be like, where does this stand with all these movies? Uh, it's obviously getting harder now that there's so many of them. But uh, I well, because last really time we talked it. was the whole of phase. Yeah, one. I gave so you. I'll I'll I'll. I'll give you the list of ten or whatever it is once I finish phase two. <laughs> okay, makes but, sense. Um, I will. I yeah. I'll, in my personal notes, I'll keep slotting them in. Uh, I've got. I think. I think Thor: The Dark World is next. 
Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But it's one of those things. Like, I if after that, it's all uphill. Yeah, basically, that was the last bad one. So that should be fine. I'll maybe I'll uh, depending on what time we get on tonight, I will. I'll I might watch that one. Um, fun fact. On that note, uh, it is April fourth as of this recording. That means that starting today, you need to watch one Marvel movie a night (laughs) to make it to Endgame. Uh, luckily I have got a, I've got like a five movie buffer, which is great. I think that, I think I'm on track, hopefully. Um, which is also why I want to watch one tonight. Keep, keep that buffer as, as large as it can be. Or at least the first half of it, right? Yeah. And I, um, I, well, actually for us, we have, we we're seeing it on Saturday. So I've got a few more days, but still. Oh, so that's confirmed? It is confirmed. The tickets are purchased. So that's for, we will be doing our, our end game episode will be dropping probably the tuesday after it's released is my guess well we've been we've been in a in a hole where we've been dropping it like friday nights or saturdays if we record it that saturday and just release it right when we're done well yeah we'll see there's gonna be some logistics involved with that but anyway our we are seeing it so al and i we've been struggling we've been texting back and forth uh it's the, we watched the... Okay, you know what? Let's back up for a second. A new Avengers trailer dropped. And I don't know how many times we can say that. <laughs> it's getting ridiculous at this point. Because the one that we saw last week was amazing. And this one is amazing. And it came out, what, like two days later? If that? Um, no, it, it had to have been longer. Oh, was it longer than that? that? I don't know. Whatever it was, it was it was very... It's, it's still too close to the other one. But then they, it closed out with the tickets on sale now. And when that happened, I went, son of a... Bitch, how did I miss the sale marker for this? And then I spent the entire... Well, especially because it took me texting you to tell you that there was the trailer. Yeah. Which you immediately went and watched the trailer, and then immediately went to buy tickets. Yep. And the entire internet, or at least every site yeah, servicing all... the purchasing of tickets, died. It was a disaster. It was a goddamn disaster. And I couldn't get tickets, and I was really frustrated about it. And I was still playing the game of, like, there's... There's going to be more showings that are going to be added because they do that at the theater that we go to. Um, but mm. obviously would like to have them in hand so that I can be confident, right? That we're going. We're good. We're good to go. Opening weekend. Um, I'm less... I, I don't know why, what it is. I'm very, very excited. I can't explain how excited I am about this. But it's for me, for whatever reason, I think it has to do with the length of the movie. I'm not dying to go opening night or pre-opening night, however you want to call these these days, Thursday. <laughs> well, I was Thursday down at seven would have been amazing. I was I was down with that plan. I was like, oh, oh yeah, totally seven seven to ten back by seven by ten thirty. Right, like, we'll do a recording. It'll be great. We'll be, we'll be good. And then it was like, oh, that well, those are sold out. And then it was like, oh, well, there's there's the twelve twenty on Friday. And then we were. I was legitimately considering it. You were considering it. Uh, if you told me you wanted to do it, I would I know. have done it because it would it would have given me enough time to make sure I was there in time. You you would have. I would have. I was thinking of like I would probably do this. I was talking to Kim about it, and I was like, "She's like, but do you really want to?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> she goes, "Then why?" <laughs> so I was like, "You're right." Uh, anyway, so I looked at looking again. I kept looking. I've been looking all week. I've been refreshing. I've been jumping in, like checking out tickets. Anything here? Huh? Anything these days? Anything this date? Uh, today, there was a showtime for an IMAX screening, non-3D, at the IMAX theater that we, when Al and I see things together, we generally go to just because it's an easy one to get to. It's not the biggest screen, but it's still an IMAX screen, so it counts. And there was an 11 o'clock, and there were three seats next to each other, and they were, like, reasonably spaced from the screen. And I was like, how did this, 
how is any of this? And then I was like texting you. I was like, man, I hope it gets back to me because if he can't go, I'm going to waste 45 bucks right now because I'm going to buy him anyway, just in case, <laughs> because they, these aren't going to stay here. Somebody like like me, everybody else just missed these and didn't see them. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened, but anyway, it was there. We got them. Eleven o'clock on Saturday after it's released, we're going. Which means that Thursday, Friday, and Saturday morning, I am in media blackout mode. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. I'm turning off notifications. I am not going on anything. I might unplug that night. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. I I am very excited. Um, I'm also going to be seeing it again the next morning with my parents. <laughs> Taking them to see it at nice. 9 a.m. the next morning. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm very excited. And just the fact, we got another trailer. You know, it's, we're doing this thing. We're showing a lot of Tony, man. And we've talked about this before. Is he, is it just, we assume people are going to die or at least a big person is going to die. Is it just going to be him? There's a lot of focus on him right now. I mean... The two most obvious candidates are him and Captain America. Yeah, who do you think? Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you th- do you really feel strongly that it's going to be one of them? That it's going to be any of them? I, I kind of feel like it has to be both. Yeah, I mean that may not end up being what, but like for me, thematically, I feel like it should be both because they, it was their specific confrontation that drove them all apart sure. originally. So. Them finally reconciling and going down together to make sure the future for the rest of them works. Yep. After their argument over the future was what caused all those issues. I feel like that ties that whole storyline up nicely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just wonder if they'll get cold feet on that because Pepper is pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It's interesting. Uh, then there's also the, 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 um, the flash forward sequence that he had in... Uh... Which movie was that? Was that Ultron? Yep. And where like there's the pile of bodies. What what if everybody else dies but him? <laughs> and and new wave characters that weren't in that pile of rubble. Nah, that would have been too perfect. They would have already had to have done that in Infinity War mm. because the whole point is it was his worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, I it doesn't matter what they do. I'm just very excited to go see it. I I can't I cannot I I have not been this excited in a while about a movie i mean yeah i'm pretty excited it's like it's in this weird vein of like it's the end of something but i also know that i'm eventually going to get more but it's not going to be the same i mean essentially i I have the same excitement i had going into infinity war was the last one that i had this level of excitement oh yeah i i'm more excited about this than i was about infinity war i was very excited but i feel like i'm more excited for this one because I always knew that with it being a two-part movie, that there was not going to be any form of closure at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. Uh, whereas this is the wrap-up of ten years in the making. Very, I can't, I, I, I can't even. Let's talk about something else. Because uh, well, before we do, because I have? that's actually a perfect transition to something that I have. Um, I saw something the other day, yesterday or the day before. Um, I think someone put out. It was just like on Twitter. It was just a poll, like. How many post-credit scenes do you think there will be for Endgame? Like zero, one, two, or three plus. And you know, and that spawned. I was like, you know what? That's a good question because it spawned some conversation as to maybe there shouldn't be any because this is the most final period that we're going to get on a sentence in the whole thing. It's not what I would necessarily want per se, but I could understand that argument. Sure. Right? Um, so I went to do a little digging to see, because we're starting to see a little things crop up now with the premiere fairly imminent, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Um, and I've seen two things. One, the conversation about there being none seems to be picking up steam. Interesting. So I wonder if that's the way it's going to go. Although, in my investigation, I found that there was some rumor that the ones that were going to be in there might have been possibly leaked alongside of a plot synopsis that someone seems to have got their hands no, on. Yeah, you kind of stay away from that shit right now. I, I, you know what? I read through the plot synopsis thing because I just didn't believe that it was going to be real. Okay. And it's, I'm not going to say anything because I know you don't want to hear yeah. it, even if it isn't yep. real. It's a little too paint by the numbers. Oh, okay. It felt a little bit like wish fulfillment. Gotcha. Um, but I didn't read into what about the, the actual leaked things. But according to that, they said they thought there was three leaked post-credit scenes. Gotcha. But again, what completely I unconfirmed. Expect and what I think. What, what I I don't want none because I love I love how important they are to this franchise. I want one. I want. I don't want the immediate one. I don't want like the mid credit. I, I just want the one very, 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 very end that is very teasery. No real info hinting towards something that will mean something later but doesn't mean anything right now mm. um something like that i i could see i could see it possibly going that way and that would make sense uh, i do even though it's not what i would prefer i could see the case for doing zero. Oh yeah i i can too i can too i, I if you do if you do the multiple like they knew like they've been doing uh it, it won't pack as much as a pun yeah but we'll see we'll see i this is so weird. It's it really, it feels like a graduation. Like it's, <laughs> we're all gonna be there. It's gonna be great. We're gonna have a good time, and then we're gonna go our separate ways for a while. And it's, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Uh, let's talk about. I have a nugget. I have a quick nugget. You wanna do nuggets right now? Okay. Let's sure. Nugget. Killian uh, Murphy is going to be in A Quiet Place too. Is he really? Yes. He is the only. He's one of the only people that is casted. Oh, okay. Him and, uh, why can't I remember her name? The one that was in the first one. Uh, Emily Blunt? I was going to say Emily, but I couldn't think of the sec- the last name. Yes, Emily Blunt. Uh, they are the ones that are cast. The children are listed, but it says rumored under them. I mean, I assume they'll be in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah, he's in it. I was just like, oh, yeah, you fit. You fit in this space. You're, you're all about the creepy, the creepies. <laughs> I'm just going to put it on record now. If the movie is entitled A Quieter Place, I'm not going to see it. Oh my god. <laughs> I refuse I refuse on principle. What I don't think they're gonna do that. <laughs> but, well then I don't think I'm gonna see it. Uh, <laughs> still traumatized by watching that movie with no subtitles. What if because now they have to with the they have to the loud sounds, what if it is a loud place? Would that would that draw you? I'd be okay with I'd be okay with a loud place too. Okay. <laughs> If it's called A Quiet Place 2, or if it's called A Quiet Place with some stupid subtitle, not going to say that. But if it's called A Quiet a Quieter Place, or The Quietest Place, I need some sort of play on words like this. Okay? Another Quiet Place? Yeah, I guess so, but still not as good. This feels like a missed opportunity. If you're going to do the joke, it should be A Quieter Place, or The quiet the Quietest Place, something like mm. that, or A Louder Place. I'm okay with that, too. Again, not ideal, but... I'm on board with. You only have one opportunity to have fun. With this. I'm still sore over them not naming it F8 of the Furious. Uh, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, and the thing is, 
They already... This isn't like I'm trying to take this thing that was serious and make a joke out of it. They already did the joke multiple times in the franchise. So for them to not do it felt offensive. Yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. A Quiet Place colon... Lots of H's. Unless... Unless... The only other way I can do it is... If... On the trailer, the song Shout is in there, and the title is A Quiet Place, colon, a little bit louder now. I'll get on board with <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I want to see that. Also, love me some Shivering Soldier, so I'm down for that. Some what? The Shivering Soldier, Killian Murphy. Dunkirk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dunkirk. Uh, wait, did we, wait, remember I read the, the casting, the beginning of the casting for the Christopher Nolan movie? I didn't see Michael Caine or... Killian Murphy in that. They, we, they don't have to list them. We just know they're going to be there. It's true. And Tom Hardy at this point, too. Probably in some lead role. <laughs> well, Michael Caine just got, like, one sentence heard through a scratchy microphone. Okay. Okay. He was there, though. He was there. You got a nugget? You got a nugget for me? Uh, I have one nugget. It's my last bit of news and nuggets. Oh, that's your last one? Okay, I've got two more. So let me, let's, let's pop in real quick. I'll do one. We'll do yours. We'll bookend it. How about that? Okay. Cool. Okay. Uh, let's talk about that Joker trailer. Yes, I figured we would get to that at some point. That wasn't one of my. Um, watch the Joker trailer. Joke, it's and you weren't you weren't a fan of my joke. What was your joke? <laughs> when you told me you told me yesterday about the Joker. Oh, I was a fan of I was a fan of the state that it left me in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a fan of that. Uh, okay, that's that's all we need. Yeah, I said that it left me in the same place as the movie. Uh, the same state that the movie that we're about to discuss left me in, which Al cleared up for me, it was New Jersey. We, we didn't have to tell Appreciate the joke. It. it was a great joke in the moment. It doesn't work as well re- rehashing it now. We could have just gone on to the state well, you actually... We will, because I'm just going to cut this this nonsense out. The joke... You know you won't. The Joker trailer. <laughs> so, this this trailer is interesting in a lot of ways. And, uh, and concerning in many others. Uh, well, if a, if a movie about the Joker wasn't concerning, then they probably weren't doing a good job. Say again? I said, if they're doing a trailer for a movie about the Joker and you weren't a little concerned, mm-hmm. I think they're not doing it right. Although I think also that you're probably doing a different version of the definition of concerned. But I feel like you should be concerned when the Joker is involved. Okay, yeah. I don't mean like the a concern because he's a creepy psychopathic character that's up to no good. That's what I mean. I, I know what you mean yeah. though. So what I what I'm getting at here is there's pull the Gotham Batman Joker references out of the trailer. I'm interested. It looks like a creepy, interesting, well shot movie. Add those things in, and then I'm less interested. And for a couple of reasons. One, you are associating it with something that has been failing for a while for me. Two... Well, they didn't make any reference to the defunct DCEU. No, they didn't. Standing because it's the first standalone. So I'm a... Yeah. But um, the... I the... I like the idea a little bit. Well, I don't, I don't love the idea. The, the idea of exploring the Joker's backstory was always... Eh, like, I was always on the fence about it, right? There's... It's been done. It's been done well-ish. But even when it was done well, I didn't love the idea of knowing where he came from. I kind of liked the idea of this balance in the force style thing. Of like, 
Batman is trying to be all good, so we need something equally on the other side of the spectrum. I like that. Yeah. I like there not being a method to his madness and that being what's so complicated about it. Well, the other thing is the mystery is central to the character. And that's an argument I've gotten into with my brother a few times regarding Snoke in The Last Jedi, mm. where he didn't like that he was killed off and we don't know anything about him. I said, honestly, if you knew a lot about him, it would be less interesting. He yeah. would be less interesting. He's not a real character. He's a plot device. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I can identify that. Yeah. Um, I think the mystery is the most interesting part about him because honestly altogether he's really not that interesting a character so if you give him a full backstory he's totally useless yeah um and and that's not to say that you couldn't explore it in other extended universe things because i mean realistic and i think people forget sometimes just because they've had so long to have this information it was the same way with palpatine you oh, know yeah. fuck all about him no. in the original trilogy yep so and to a certain extent that's to a certain extent that's what makes the Joker so great. If you know every little bit of, oh, this is why this happened, and this is why that happened, and this is why he... Like, either you have to do the Dark Knight thing where he keeps giving you a different delusion. Yeah. And you're like, is it any of these things? Is it all of these things? You know what I mean? Yeah. That keeps you guessing, and it makes him alien and unknowable. The fact that you don't know makes him unknowable which means it's hard to predict what he'll do next, and that's what makes him so interesting and exciting. Yeah. That's... And storylines that go along with it. If you fill in all the backstory, you lose the mystique, and then he's just every other villain. Um, and that's fine, he's still a very good one. Yeah. But you're fundamentally losing part of what makes him so great. Even if, unlike Snoke, it's not all of what makes him great. It's a crucial detail where him leaving little breadcrumbs for you to follow is what engages you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you're absolutely right. And one of the things, it, it can unseat some of the the constructs if you give him too much information. Like, if you give us too much information about him. One of the things that I, I'm on the fence about is, like, your, what they're hinting at with this teaser is that the world that he's in, he he's not made for it. Uh, it's... It's going to break him, and it's going to turn him into this psycho. And the world having that effect on him, like, it almost gives a... It, it puts the blame on the people, on the, on the way things are run, on how they, like, the structure of society created this thing, right? And So what you're saying is that somebody once told him the world was going to roll him. <sighs> <laughs> what i'm saying is i don't know that I, I i'm not i'm i'm, I'm going, going back and forth on this i don't love the idea i hate you so much i don't love the idea that the the world is going to make this character because then he kind of has an out right it's like well we did this kind of thing like like we did this to him but then again the counterpoint to that is that's exactly what batman is the world made him so it does make sense in that vein. It's just for some reason, I, I think I, li I like not knowing. I like not having any answers about the Joker to what you're saying. Leaving, yeah, giving me clues well, but not the whole thing is amazing for that character. 
you're right. It absolves him of some of the blame of him turning into one of the most terrible people you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he's not. He's not meant to be a sympathetic character. No, no, he's meant to, but he is meant to be like chaotic and complex. And yes, it does giving all of his actions a reason or grounding them in some sort of reality will it will diminish the character. And that is how I felt about him in the Killing Joke. I thought. It, oh, so you're saying that you didn't like the Killing Joke because I didn't. So much I didn't story? love the Killing Joke. I think the Killing Joke is an overrated story. I think it has a lot of very good points. I think it does a lot of things really well. But knowing the character, knowing who the Joker is was a big drawback for me. I didn't like that part of it. And I understand, like, it, it needed to be that way for what they were trying to do, and that's fine. Good on you. Got that story. A lot of people love it. And people love that one. It just It's just an example that I don't love. I don't like knowing where he comes from. I don't, I don't love... Yeah, uh, the, the... Go on. Oh, the, as I say, the best parallel I can come up with is um, Hannibal Lecter. Because mm. Hannibal is an incredibly complex villain who is again like is not meant to be sympathetic but you do find yourself rooting for him just because the antics he gets up to are so interesting and entertaining just like with the joker yeah. um and i read the original hannibal trilogy i loved the show i've seen all the all three of the movies with anthony hopkins um but i never had any interest in hannibal rising which, which one is, is again the same story oh is that the you, origin it was a prequel written later on about the origin of Hannibal, yeah. Hannibal Lecter him as a, as a young boy I I purposely avoided it and I guess it's until now I never really realized like I did it subconsciously but I like I knew that I was avoiding watching it but I guess I never was able to fully elucidate why and now through talking through this conversation I realize it's because deep down I knew I like I didn't need the backstory that I got was f- delivered from him and part of the fun is, even though he speaks more plainly than the Joker, trying to figure out what's true and what isn't, or trying to identify when he is telling the truth, mm-hmm. is part of what makes the character who he is, is knowing that even through the text on the page, he's not just trying to fool Clarice Starling or Will Graham. He's trying to confuse and manipulate you, the reader. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a bit meta. Um, even in like book form. Yeah, that's interesting. I, yeah, I think we're 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 talking about your probably your favorite villain and my favorite villain, and wanting to maybe not be exposed to this version of the character. Uh, one of the other one of the other the movie is inherently flawed um, already, and that is the Joker existing without a Batman is not the Joker. He's not the Joker. No, he's not. And that's that's just silly to me. And well, the one thing I'll say is, and because I don't know all the different histories, I never read the Killing Joke. I'm familiar with a little bit of it. Sure. Um, like I have the gist of the story, um, and I know some bits of different versions of the character, but really not very much of any of it in fine detail. But I'm not opposed on the surface to the framework for what the, a, a Joker character would be existing outside of Batman, where Batman becomes the tool that refines him into the sharp object that the Joker mm. is. So this movie can exist, I think, if at the end you get... And, I, and they're going to have to be really careful with how they yep. do it, but if you get some sort of thing like at the end of Batman Begins where you get the Joker card, right? Yeah. 
um, if you get some sort of indication that Batman's there and you see that that focuses him into giving him clarity of purpose beyond this, mm-hmm. um, or who knows, maybe we'll maybe we'll keep it really tightly under wraps and we'll get an actual Batman for two seconds on screen maybe. at some point. Um, so I'm okay with all of that if it's clear whether or not they have plans for a sequel for it, if it's clear that they're going to set up that that was where the story would go next. I'm okay with the Joker being forged on the outset by other events and that Batman focuses him yeah. into what he becomes. But yes, you're right. If he exists solely and completely without any reference to a Batman, then he's not really the Joker. Yeah, like, well, we know that Bruce Wayne is young in this movie. How do you they, know there's, there's a scene in the trailer and it's been identified that the character that is in the trailer is Bruce Wayne. He's. Oh, okay. Th- I I never. I only watched the trailer. He reaches once, through, so. um, basically the fence at Wayne Manor. This is. I, I'm from I, multiple sources, have confirmed this. So I've, I'm assuming that it's still true. We'll find out when it comes out. But he reaches his hands through the fence and he makes Bruce smile. So I assume. Oh yeah, it's it's like a, it's a young boy. Yeah, right? I assume it's maybe it's post his parents dying. I don't know. Um, but okay. it's I don't know. It, I, what you're saying kind of makes it could be interesting where it's like he becomes this psycho right he's doing all this crazy stuff he's he's finding his whacked out place in this world and maybe he gets a little bored and then the batman comes along and that gives him new purpose like that could be an interesting way to get there well i think what it would well, i think the way it would work would be he's set on that path without batman mm-hmm but there's the potential for him to waver yeah. and become something else, but that the presence of a Batman is what will seal the deal. Right, which, which does it... I know you didn't read The Killing Joke, but there's a lot of like allusions to like a tipping point and things like that, and that could, that's kind of what you're describing here. I, again, the yeah. biggest problem for me is I don't, want, I don't want to have compassion for the character at all. I want to be afraid of the character. I want to be creeped out by him, but like a train wreck, I can't look away from him. That's what I want out well, of the Joker, and they, I feel like they're going to try to make me compassionate towards the Joker. Oh, no, don't think it. They're going oh, yeah. to. The, even teasing right at the beginning of the trailer, the whole thing with his mom, you know his mom's going to die, and you know that's what's going to be a big breaking point for him. So you're going to feel bad for Arthur Fleck. Yeah. Um, and then when he becomes the Joker, you'll understand... But that will inherently weaken the character. And the same thing with Hannibal. Um, They give you part of one monologue by him in... I forget which book it was because they all start to blur together a little bit. Some of the backstory stuff. Where he tells you a big defining moment in his life was his sister dying. Mm. Um, But they still don't give you too much. It's really just that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is you filling in the blanks around him because, and it's one of the most, it's a really powerful, the way that it's described to him. And I love that they pulled it almost word for word out of the book and put it in the show. I love that show so bad that <laughs> I hate NBC for can- canceling it. Um, and because he, he says it through the, it's basically the one regret he has in his life where he says he, he considers the nature of time kind of a butterfly effect mm-hmm. thing. And he says in that moment, like, something was broken, um, and I can't put the pieces back together. And occasionally, I will tip, I will, I will knock a, a cup of tea off of a countertop to watch it break and see if time will reverse and it'll be put back together again. And it was really powerful the way it's delivered. Yeah. 
And that's the only time you really get to look behind the curtain. Ooh. And then he closes the curtain again. <laughs> that's creepy. And it can work with that sure. just a little bit, just... right? But I don't need an entire Hannibal Rising to describe the detail with which it went into. I can understand a young boy whose young sister, the two of them against the world, and her dying and that forever shattering something. Sure. I can understand that on its own without any more detail. And you can get, you can do a version of that with the Joker with, let's say he's caring for his mom and the mom dies. You can get that in a flashback. You don't need to devote a movie to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Even yeah, with him, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back that far. I just want to, I want to, I don't want to know the Joker without Batman, I think is the, is my biggest thing. I understand that. I and I mostly agree. Um, but it's I don't know. We'll, we'll see. The the I am going to see this, uh, obviously, and the reason being, other than the fact that it's one of my favorite characters of all time, so I feel obligated to see it. I actually think the, the cinematography looks like it's on point in the movie from the teaser. It looks like it's shot really well, and I'm excited to see well, that. The, the funny thing about that is, while I was watching the trailer. I agree with that, and I was thinking, I was like, huh, this is interesting, and it reminds me of something, but I can't really figure out what. And then I found out, and so while I was watching it, I was like, a, fl a face flash on the screen real quick, and I think I was watching it, I might have been watching it early in the morning, like right when I woke up, and I was like, is that Robert De Niro? Yeah. No, that can't be Robert De Niro. Because <laughs> I had never heard that he was cast in the movie. Yeah. And then after the trailer, I was reading like some breakdowns of the trailer. I was like, oh, and there's Robert De Niro. I was like, oh, shit, that really was him. Like, I feel like I should have heard that, even though I've kind of been purposely avoiding hearing about this movie because I don't want to care about mm -hmm. it. Um, and then I found out that Todd Phillips is a huge Martin Scorsese fan. And Martin Scorsese is executive producing the movie. It's like, oh, it reminds me of a Scorsese movie. There we go. It's finally clicked for yeah. me. Totally get it now. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. We'll see. Um, I will be out of the country when this movie comes out, but I will be seeing it shortly after <laughs> I return. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's that. I'm excited to see an actual trailer for it. A little bit uh, con concept around the story of what we're actually going to get at. Some of the clips in there seem like they're pulled from the page so we'll see if they go in the which is fine i mean I'm, I'm okay with that i'm okay with reliving some of the comic classic scenes or classic panels in a film format it, it is exciting to me um just some of that other stuff that is concerning i get that so. all right what's your other note news nugget? uh it's pretty small i purposely didn't find any story online about it because largely um it was a lot of background that wasn't super interesting. So I'm just going to read you a sentence and we can discuss as much <laughs> as you'd like to. Sounds great. Jim Carrey is playing Dr. Robotnik in the live action Sonic I'm sorry. Hedgehog movie. Slower this time. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey will be playing Dr. Robotnik in the live action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. What? What I... makes... A live-action <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Um, it looks like... Well, actually, I haven't really seen anything other than like one image. I remember it coming out a while back, and everyone was making fun of it. But uh, it seems what they're doing is the Detective Pikachu thing. Okay. You realize you said a lot of words there that make me have to see that. I don't, it doesn't matter how much of a train wreck it may be. You made me... You signed me up 
for this movie. Yeah, I knew that I was going to elicit some reaction with that sentence, and while it wasn't quite as dramatic as what you just went through, I I responded rather viscerally as well. To just like I had to reread it and make yeah. sure that I read it correctly. There are Jim Carrey. There are so many words in that fever dream that <laughs> I don't understand how this is gonna work. Is playing. <laughs> He, is he going to do it method style? Like, is he just going to eat everything <laughs> until he films the role? And I think James Marsden is playing a cop who's Sonic's, like, partner in trying to... Um, I shit you not, they're doing it like he has to get his rings. Is okay. Miles Per Hour in it? Is what? Tails. Is Tails going to be in the movie? Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, you, like, cut out for a second. I couldn't hear you. Oh. Um... I have no idea. Let's see. I know nothing about right. this movie other than the fact that Sonic will be looking like the D- Detective Pikachu alongside of the real world. Um, James Marsden will be a cop who is working with Sonic to stop Dr. Robotnik, who's played by Jim Carrey. Oh, okay. So you don't know who's playing Sonic? No idea. He's not the worst. <laughs> Wait, it's him? Yes. John Ralphio? Yes. Ben Schwartz is playing Jesus. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> How is this? How is this? How did, how did that slip past you? <laughs> I, no, I told you I specifically have not been reading a thing. Uh, no, about no, this. but like I'm t- uh, that the oh my god. Let's see who who else. We have anybody else in there? Neil McDonough. He, Neil McDonough it, is not is is just it. himself. Uh, he must be doing the motion capture for Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, right? Yeah, that's definitely what it is. He could probably run. That guy runs fast. I hear. James Marsden, Tom Wachowski, Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog. A lot of people that are just their name. Yeah, and like, there's like literally no one else in this who is a person. Like, none of these. Debs Howard is casted as new girlfriend. Yeah, but Leanne Lapp is cast as tissue girl. Yeah. Uh, Frank C. Turner is crazy Carl. Yeah, literally no one else is famous. Minivan Kid number one. Minivan Kid number two. Parisian little girl. <laughs> this wasn't the version of, the, of the rabbit hole that I expect us to go down. This is ridiculous. It's it's completely absurd. When does this come out? I uh, November. How does this come out um, in November? There's no details I, here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm truly surprised as well that a movie coming out in nine months has zero information about. This is definitely a best picture nominee. <laughs> oh, the other thing I heard about this is it's supposedly uh, because I guess they played. Um, a trailer at CinemaCon, so it's not like publicly available yet. Um, and that's what—that's why I found out about Jim Carrey because he was on stage with like the. Presentation oh, I guess that—that's like, where this quote comes from. There's a quote from the movie already. Yes, Doctor Robotnik says, "I was spitting out formulas when you were spitting up form. I was spitting out formulas when you were spitting up formulas." To which Sonic responds, "I was breastfed." No, I think it was actually James Marsden who responds. Oh, James Marsden, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that, forgot about it. it. Whoever that is. I mean, I'm not I'm uh, not up on my Sonic lore, so he might be a character that I'm not familiar with, but uh, this is absurd. I, so no, I this is it. absurd. I don't even know where to go from here. <laughs> I completely forgot that they were even making this movie. And, it broke me. Yeah, and based on what I was seeing from like the trailer being shown off, apparently it's going to skew very young, too. Which Fun. is weird, because I don't think the younger generation has a connection to the character Sonic. It's going to be people like our age and older who have a connection to Sonic. People who, you know... Played video games that came in cartridges. Right. Also, people that watch the Sonic cartoon. 
this guy. Yeah, uh, again, pe- guy. people who played video games on cartridges. <laughs> we watched Sonic Cartoon where he was wildly obsessed with chili dogs for reasons I do not understand. <laughs> I don't. I don't recall that detail. I probably watched. I probably watched that show once or twice. I think I, there was a point in my life where I owned it on some media format. I don't <laughs> whether it would be CDR that I burned as a CD video or it was a, a hard drive years later <laughs> when I was just pirating everything. Uh, but anyway, that's I'm going to have. Well, November, I know what I'm doing. Jesus, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to be like real excited that Star Wars is coming out, but then there's going to be like a piece of my brain that's going to be transfixed on whatever this train wreck is going to be. <laughs> I mean, there's no way it can be right? good, right? I would just assume so. I hope it's as good as the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> you almost spit whatever that was out. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, no, I did, and uh, thankfully I got into... You're not supposed to call me out when I have the decency to mute it so that the audience doesn't know that I am... <laughs> struggling through these allergies right now i am struggling (laughs) amazing all right i have one last thing it's really just a a short story um about me so i (laughs) the other night al when was the last time you got real sick just sick like feverish or run down sick well i view those as two different things you mean like actually had to go to the doctor and and see no just just like you needed to take a day off or something Yesterday. Oh, okay, so it's it's fairly recent. This is how 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 often I, does it happen? I, I haven't gotten actually, honest to God, have to see a doctor and receive some sort of medication sick in several That's years. Good. Knock on wood. Yeah. After spending my entire childhood being sick way too often, um, I have not had to go on antibiotics in quite a few nice. years, which is delightful. But twice a year, for roughly a week to ten days, I can't. Breathe. Okay, and you're we're in day two. Got it. Got it. So. For me, it's about, I usually, I feel like once or twice a year, it's usually around the time seasons change, I get very, I get like sick to the point of like, I'll either, sometimes I get a fever, uh, I get like really, really run down. It's, it's, it's usually rough, gotta take a day off type thing. I don't get a fever, but I feel you like You feel feverish, you got I the aches, go... the shakes, all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I, like today I felt cold, even though I was stupid and wasn't wearing a shirt all day. Um. I um I felt cold, and but I'm sure that if I had checked my temperature, it would have read like 98.8, like it would have yeah. been completely normal. But like the allergies, at least one or two days, I usually feel like I'm honest to god sick, but like I'm not actually. Yeah, yeah. no, I hear you. It's it's it's, it's weird. I, it's I guess the only other other example, I, I, you know, you get stomach sick sometimes, but that's I've gotten a stomach virus here or there uh, throughout the years. You, you actually, I was at your house for one of those. That was great. Um, yeah, that was that was uh, Easter. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, Easter. Uh, but anyway, so usually what'll happen instead though? Yeah, I'll either get you know I get I will get fever, a fever or very feverish uh, if I don't if it doesn't get in check sooner rather than later. And I tend to run myself out uh, to the point where I get to that stage, right? Mm-hmm. But I think over the last couple of years, my body has realized, hey, if I shut you down sooner. This won't happen. So I get into these stages where I just pass out for like a long time. So the other night, <laughs> actually, let's let's start earlier in the day. Woke up, uh, did my workout. I ran an errand in the morning, started working. Uh, at lunchtime, I got out and I 
uh, I had to drag, I had to collect all the branches for branch day, which is once a month, <laughs> and the leaves, put all that stuff out, and I sat, branch I got day. back inside and was eating my lunch, and I was like, man, I, I'm tired, but it's not like a, it wasn't a normal tired, it was just like a, it felt like everything was giving up tired. That hap- that literally happened to me yeah. yesterday. I basically, I basically swooned for like an hour and it's, a half. It was, it's ridiculous. And I don't know, so I went, I, I, I powered through, I got, I went to work. Uh, went back downstairs, started working, worked throughout the rest of the day, made dinner. I was eating the dinner, and I swear, while I was like eating it, I was just, I, I felt, I felt motionless. I felt tired, like sleepy. My eyes were heavy. I was like, after I finished eating, I was like, I gotta, I gotta lay down. I just gotta take a nap or something. I know it's late, and I probably shouldn't nap because I won't be able to sleep later. But you know how that works. That's always the worst. I was like, I just gotta. I think I gotta take five. Right? I gotta really. I need to just stop doing things for like five to ten minutes and just relax. It was about six thirty. We were eating, so probably about seven o'clock. We were done. I woke up at seven the next morning. <laughs> it was nice. just a full. I was just out. Uh, luckily, um, thank God. Uh, I hate. I hate going to sleep without brushing my teeth. Like even if mm. I pass out or something like that. So luckily, I fell asleep on the couch. Kim was like, it was like midnight. She was like, you should go into bed. Just got myself up, brushed my teeth. When then I assumed what was going to happen. I was like, ah, crap. As I was, as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, this is going to be one of those things where it's just like, I'm going to, I'm still exhausted, but I'm going to lay down. I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. I don't remember getting into the bed. Like, <laughs> but just, this is just a, a PSA. If your body's telling you to take a minute, fucking take a minute. <laughs> because... What happened, though, is when I woke up in the morning, man alive, did I feel fantastic. <laughs> and I am ready to conquer the goddamn war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds a lot like what happened to me it yesterday. Like, like late, late afternoon, it was earlier than what you said, which is why I was okay like giving into it. I just hit this fucking wall, like malaise, and I was just like in a stupor, like slumped on the couch, and... Like more or less motionless oh for over an hour, and then like and and I wasn't even asleep for all of it or even most of it. I think I only actually really dozed off, but like for all intents and purposes, my brain shut down. Yeah, and I was just like, could not summon the energy to move. Yeah, I I, I picture it as like the little guy that's in your brain that's flipping the switches and pulling the levers. It's just like, all right, we're we're shutting it down for the night. It's like you got ten minutes. <laughs> flip, 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 flip. And that's and that was that ten minutes was me finishing up dinner and being like. I have to I have to get to a safe place so that when he pulls that other switch, I'm on cushions of some kind so that I don't just fall <laughs> off this chair. But man, it is it's kind of scary when your body does it. It's like you you you're out of you're out of it. There's no you there's not much more you can do. <laughs> I do I will say I um whoever's pulling the levers up there I really, I really appreciate it because I'd much rather that than actually get sick because that's the worst. <laughs> oh sure. Anyway, now I'm now I'm. I'm raring, raring to go, raring to go. Yeah, and uh, I, I just want, I just, I, I just want to go see Avengers now, <laughs> which is also like, this was all playing in to my decision of, do I want to see it at twelve twenty? Do I want to stay up until four in the morning? Because what's gonna happen is Monday, my body's gonna be like, you're done. <laughs> like <laughs> we're we're done with this. You need a break. <laughs> but uh, luckily, we've got that all planned out, and we will be seeing it. In IMAX at 11. Perfect. Let's get into our flick of the week. 
Triple what? Frontier. I've got thoughts. I'm sure you have thoughts. Oh, shall I do the, uh, shall I give us the old, the IMDb? The old IMDb yeah, action? Give us, give us a synopsis. Right, a little synopsis from IMDb. Loyalties are tested when five former special force operatives reunite to steal a drug lord's fortune, unleashing a chain of unintended consequences. That's, yeah, okay, nothing misleading there. Um, except for, actually, early on, and I will, no spoilers here. Early on, I read, I knew this synopsis. And it's like they're ripping off a drug lord. And I thought it was going to be more of a, more of like a, like feel like a crime. Like rather, rather than the way it went down. Well, I think the only really, the only real way that you even knew it was a crime was because at some point someone helpfully said, you know, this is illegal, right? Yeah, they really spoon fed you this movie. (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot of things. There was a lot of exposition to make sure you were following along for a movie that was not very complicated, really. Right. Yeah. Let's, to be clear... The murders are murders, and the stealing is stealing. Just so you're aware. That was the speech. About the only, like, thing that could have maybe made some confusion is, is it not illegal for ex-Special Forces people to go into a (laughs) separate country and kill and steal? (laughs) Like, if that was the thing you were hung up on, then, you know, it's super important that they told us it was illegal. Right, right. (laughs) I don't know. It was more framed like there was going to be some sort of contract thing involved. Uh, That was the idea, and then they they turned it on its head. That's, That's kind of, I guess... Not, I'm not spoiling anything. It's kind of. But even a, that, that's that really wasn't much of a twist. <laughs> not really much of a twist. No. Uh, another interesting, another interesting Netflix movie here, and Kim and I watched this movie together, and we, we both, we both, we both finished it with the the slight head tilt, and the, huh. <laughs> like, huh. how did you, how did you feel about it? Um. Well, the only thing I'll say is the, the way that you guys are saying it is kind of like a bit of confusion. I wasn't confused. Not, not confusion. Just, well, I, okay, sorry. A little bit of confusion. Not at the movie itself. Just more of a general why. Why did this movie happen? Yeah. Um, the problem with it is none of it was new in any way. Nope. Um, the performances were fine. Mm-hmm. The writing was a bit pedantic. Mm-hmm. Shallow, shallow too, if you will. Shallow and pedantic. Um, <laughs> and it's basically two movies that were fused together. Mm. And neither half was like particularly satisfying. Because they didn't have like the things that make those things satisfying. The oh, first I, half... I've got a whole list of those that I will get into in post-spoiler territory. <laughs> the first half... This is really not very spoiler either part of what I'll say here. The first half... Um, you can't have a heist movie... That doesn't have a planning for the heist montage. Oh, absolutely not. And they didn't have one, no. so missing one of the crucial details. And then the second half is like a survival movie, and it never really felt like the survival was that challenging, other than surviving the crash. Yeah, uh, it's light weird. spoilers. Yeah, light, very light. We'll 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 get it. We'll get deeper into that. Okay, I, I, I see where you're because like there was from, there was injuries that had been acquired sure. by certain members, like. There was some things set up against them. So they, you know, they're being chased because they've stolen a lot of money, and none of those things really ever impeded them. Like someone was shot, and it just that person behaved as if he had like sprained his knee slightly. Right, right. Yeah, it was it was very strange. Dominic, what was your take? How did you feel about this? General watching, no spoilers yet. Okay, um, I would say this first. Uh, I was thinking of talking about this point later, but I think I'll bring it up now. I was reading. Before I even watched the movie, a MovieWeb.com article saying that 
Netflix has kind of become this ground to make movies that aren't as popular in uh, Hollywood as they used to be. And they first gave the example of Outlaw King, which I'm not aware of if both of you saw that movie. I did not. So it's, you know, a historical drama based on Robert the Bruce, a Scottish leader who fought for independence from England. Um, he was mentioned in the movie Braveheart for all fans of that movie. This one was a lot more historically accurate. You know, it's like that, that great medieval drama type of movie. You know, uh, underdogs take on biggest empire, win, that type of story. And then they also talked about this one, Triple Frontier, in terms of this kind of action heist drama type movie that was very simple and um, and straightforward. Mm-hmm. You know, it, this isn't something that's going to win an Oscar for Best Picture, but an enjoyable movie. And I thought it, it served that purpose well. I thought the acting was very good. Uh, ben Affleck is Ben Affleck. Uh, so, <laughs> But I, I definitely enjoyed uh, Oscar Isaac's uh, performance, and I loved some of the other cast in it. I wish they, uh, specifically Pedro Pascal, got a little bit more time in it. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movie. I hear what both of you guys are saying in terms of, you know, not enough heist, not enough survival. But, again, I mean, if you're looking for an enjoyable movie to watch on a Friday night, good action, good premise, uh, simple, straightforward, fun movie, then I'd give it like a 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's, that's high on my scale, but I, I'm, not, I'm not attuned to your scale yet. So we'll, we'll find out. Mm. Uh, I, I, this movie lands at about a 4 for me. And wow. We'll, that's, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, it's... We'll discuss more. Uh, I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I want to get into post-spoilers, so uh, when the rants start flowing, I don't have to stop myself. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, this this movie mostly didn't leave me wanting to rant about anything. It was all just fine. It wasn't yeah. too long, so that it would be, like, egregiously overstated. It's welcome. Sure. The writing wanna... was okay, but not good. The acting was fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And the action was largely missing on, I guess, honestly. Well, let's talk about that uh, for a minute with the, the movies that are just like with with the death of the of the like the blockbuster and just the the movie house that there is no like place for these types of movies. I kind of well, like well, that the, idea. I guess the, the the blockbuster itself still exists. It's the death of the mid-budget action movie. Sorry, the blo- blockbusters the store is <laughs> more is more what I was referring to. Uh, no, but I, having I I do like that having that list going through, um, kind of getting that feel of perusing the aisle, and then oh, this is mildly interesting to me. I will put this on. I'm okay with that, and I think for for that purpose, this movie is fine. Yeah. Um. Uh. We tend to rate these movies against obviously the stuff that we love and we're we're super into it so we will we'll, we'll get into these details in a bit but i i can i can see that uh and that being an okay thing for it um not being you know it's no one's gonna say this is the best movie of all time it's not it's not even no 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 there's some interesting things here that i will get into again post spoilers but there's a we're going to revisit one of our netflix series there's a lot of paint by numbers in here, which I'm interested in talking about. Yes, um, though first. less egregiously than in Bird Box. Very much so. Yeah, they were actually at least thematically on target. Yes, um, it was paint by the numbers on the same page of the book, rather mm-hmm. than in the entire book. And we'll get into those. Does anybody have any other notes pre-spoiler? Uh, I mean, nothing that has to be. Okay, so yeah. generally, I, I, I liked what Dominic said. I think if you if you're you know you're sitting on the couch, 
it's late, you want to watch a movie, you don't know what to watch, you're not going to be like annoyed that you watched it. You might you might fall asleep, which would be fine. You might go eh, after it's over, which is pretty much where I landed. But uh, it's 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 a movie. It's you'll be you'll be at least eighty percent engaged while you're watching it. Is how yeah. I, I mean, I would put it. I would. I would view that sort of conversation by like the qualitative, like, oh, amongst its class, it yeah. sits here. I view that differently as just grading the movie on its sure. own, because I would give this movie a six. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. So let's get into post-spoilers and talk about this Ben Affleck donkey snuff film. <laughs> that, that was... You did, you did not get very much... Um, you did not get very much space between the word spoiler I, and the spoilers. I realized that, but... Honestly, you're just going to be confused, if anything. Well, the thing is, I- I'm glad that you started us off with that, because let's walk through my introduction of myself to this episode. Okay. So, the first thing I was going to do is come up with some sort of entertaining way to talk about, rest in peace, Cash Donkey. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, your life was poor, but you died a rich man. <laughs> um, but then, about six minutes after that happened, something wonderful happened. Something that made me want to write a love letter to J.C. Chandor, the director of this movie. Have you been able to figure out what it was that happened? Why I'm writing him a love letter? I'm assuming Affleck getting brained. <laughs> that is 100% the reason I'm going to write him a love letter. <laughs> I was delighted by that. I started laughing. Uh, it was the best part of the movie. You know what? Yeah, I was going to say, did Al stand up and cheer when he was watching this in the I... basement? I did not watch it with him. I watched it separate from him. But I imagine Al just got up and gave a round of applause when he just got a bullet in the head. You know what's funny about that scene? Is that I just, as, as you know, like two weeks ago, watched Small Rats. We talked about this on the show. Uh, he, his final scene, his, his death sequence, right before the bullet gets through his face, he, uh... He has that same look on his face as he did at the end of Mulrats when he goes, "Ah, oh, man, she said she was 36. Like that. <laughs> and, then, and then it's over. And you know what? I feel, like, I feel like they played with his jaw and his face a little bit while he was on the ground. And I was like, now I, I feel like they're just doing this for Al. <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean, it, it, was it, 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 it made me happy. Yeah, it was, honestly, at that point, I was just like, so here's, uh, this is great, this is great, because one one of the things that happened uh, while we were watching the movie, we're about 20 minutes into the movie, and it turned to Kim, I was like, either one person's gonna die, or one person's gonna live. One of, these, one of those two scenarios is gonna be the case. Uh, and then as soon as I saw the kid, that the boxing kid, I was like, oh, he's gonna die. He dies in movies, <laughs> I know him, he was in Four Brothers. <laughs> But, uh, spoiler. <laughs> oh, and he's it's, the only one who died in that. <laughs> it's, it's been years. Um, but, uh, no, I, I did not, I didn't think it was going to be Ben Affleck, but when it was, I was like, well, there it is. And we're so far along the movie, I was like, that's about it. That's all that's going to no, be. No, you had to know he was going to be the one to die because he was the only one who actually had a backstory slash motivation. Mm. And that was actually my biggest issue with this movie. Um, they don't give you a reason to care about most of them. No. Like, there's almost zero reason to care about Pope or Catfish. Um, and Pope is a bigger dick than Catfish, but neither of them have they given you any sort of compelling reason. Um, the other two were at least brothers, you know what I mean? So seeing one of them die and having to watch the other one deal with it is something. Um, and then Ben Affleck has sure. a, a kid that he's disappointed his whole life. Um, so that was at least a reason and a motivation. 
Um, which is why he gets the only character arc in the movie of he's the one who he's the only one who doesn't want to do it to he's the one who's actually goes off the deep end to he's the one who actually gets killed and the only mm-hmm. one who gets killed. Yeah. He's the only one who had any stakes. Yeah. yeah he's also the guy who deserved the most to die because absolutely throughout the entire heist and afterwards and after the crash when they come in contact with the farmers, he's the most responsible for everything going to shit. Yes, he's almost single-handedly yes. responsible for everything that goes yeah, if At the start of the movie, if anything goes wrong, it's 90% on Oscar Isaac. Yes. Mm. Uh, once we get into Ben Affleck and how much of a shithead his character is, it flips on its head. And we get into anything that goes wrong is 99% Ben Affleck's fault. Not the character. Yeah. Um, just him. And 1% Oscar Isaac. <laughs> No, I was going to give the 1% to Pedro Pascal because yeah. he's the only one who knew anything about the helicopter. He should have known they were never making it over there. And he's like, ah, fuck it, we'll do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, greed. Greed will imprison us all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what's really, what really bothered me? So at the after he died and we were done with the movie, uh, it was like, we started getting, we, we started becoming worse and worse people watching it. So like, <laughs> they were like, oh... The only cargo that matters is that. And they point to the body, and I'm like, is it? Throw him in the hole and grab three more bags. That's kind of what I was going for. <laughs> I nah, understand this a brotherhood. Up. It would have been pretty fucked up to come back and like, oh, so where's my dad? And just like give him a, like a quick shrug. Like <laughs> <that>. <laughs> she hands her a bag of money. <laughs> but uh, no, that was, that, that was throwing all the money in the, in the hole. I was like, first off, once the helicopter goes down, they're carrying too many bags. Yes, they should. Well, but the, the they did have the donkeys. They didn't expect to lose the donkeys. But oh, that poor that donkey. Point, they should have left the money because they were never going to make it. Well, uh, not all of it, obviously, but a lot of it. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. It, the, the greed. A- after, <laughs> after they ripped one of those walls open, I was like, man, one of these bags and we're good. And then it was like, bag, yeah. bag, bag, bag. Bag. And then I was like, you know what you should do? Just take a few of these bags, make it easy on yourself, and then you should light this place on fire. And then they took more bags and they lit the place on fire. <laughs> it was... And not just that, they didn't. Ha- they tried to bring so much money that they started stealing the little children's like know, little door was... the explorer backpacks. That was very to silly. carry all the cash. Very silly. I, you know what? Also, there's a lot of things that they touch on, but they don't explore. Uh, one of which being. It wasn't just his money, because there was so much of it. That's like yeah, a, that should have been more important. It's yeah. like a blatant, like in-your-face line and delivery yep. of that line, and then nothing. That's comes. That's with it. a whole thing that got. That's a whole thing that definitely was left on the cutting room floor somewhere. Yeah, and most of the Let's... movies like this that you see, it winds up being the CIA had a deal with this guy, and you're still the CIA's money. That's how it, I'm thinking of like two so, guns. Two guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'll say, like, let's let's go through some of the list of things that's on here um, that they didn't explore. They touched on that could have been something. Again, same thing that happened with Bird Box. There were some ideas in there that you could have developed a story around that would have been interesting and engaging, but they just, like, put it there to, I don't know, to fill up the space, but not, they didn't explore it. Uh, the first is the, the, whole, the whole concept of, like, these lost soldiers that don't know what to do with themselves. Great. Great concept. Right, I'm sure there's there's other movies about that. Fine, uh, making that like the driving force to do what they're doing is kind of what they were getting at. But after they touched on it, they just didn't they didn't follow up 
with that story, I feel like. Well, the thing is, it was the one bit of subtlety they tried to pull off mm. and were probably too subtle with. Because everything else, they were like, and this is the illegal thing we're going to do. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right. Oh, and this is all of the money that we have to carry or what? You know, whatever stupid thing. You know, oh, and here is the part where we don't trust the person who gave us our information and now I might kill them or I also might not. Um, yeah. That was the one bit of subtlety. Um, but uh, you're right, like, probably could have used about three more minutes of fleshing out. Not, like, necessary through spoken word, but, like, just, you know, one of those shots of someone grimly paying their bills or something like that. Sure, yeah, like, the, the most we got out of it is the exposition of the character in the beginning. I can't remember his name, but when he's talking in front of the other soldiers and, like, like things that have happened and, like, things that will happen. And, and, and just, like, you see there's a defeat in his voice. There's a defeat in what he's talking about. And... Exploring that more could have been, it, yeah, it could have developed the characters. It could have strengthened the bond between them and made you feel more strongly towards them. Uh, it's just on the back burner. And unless you're paying attention or thinking about that, it, it doesn't serve it. It like to the, well, it does, it pays no service to the story. The problem is, you're right, That's where they, that would have been the best place where they could have done it. But what they would have needed to do was give you kind of a montage while he was talking, showing what all the other guys are doing. Great. And instead it's just Perfect. like a hard cut to something else, yeah. and then we get like a disjointed introduction to everyone's lives, yeah, including nothing at all about Pedro Pascal's life other than him saying something, yeah, and, about it, and like the coke, right? He likes coke, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm happened. saying. Like that's that's all. Like him him just saying like, oh yeah, like I got I got banged for coke. And it was like his license yeah. is suspended. No, it's in the process of being suspended. None of that matters. I don't understand what. <laughs> it's like great. Everything we're about to do is illegal, so it really doesn't matter whether or not he has a pilot's license. <laughs> like, they needed to show, like, a, like a silent montage under that narration of Ben Affleck not being able to sell a house, uh, Benny getting his face punched in, Pedro Pascal was catfish, catfish getting pulled over for possession of coke. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, that's what they, they need to show that under that. Yeah. Then you, you trim the runtime slightly, and it's a more effective... Like positioning of Absolutely. the struggle they're all going through, you yeah. would have cut ten minutes out of the movie, and it would have been more effective at telling you that thing that's supposedly their motivating factor. Right, and instead of explaining the plan three times, um, yes, cut out the the boiler room scene and cut out <laughs> the locker room, and like there's which 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 again I cannot trust enough how one of those scenes of like the one scene of explanation of how they're going to do it should have been involved with a montage. Absolutely of assembling our gear and planning the thing. 100%. How you cannot have those things for a, a heist movie, I'll never understand. And, and so another theme, Brotherhood, okay, which is they are these guys are supposed to be very close to some degree, whether it's in their past, right? They were in the same squad together. They've seen some shit together. They know each other. They know each other very well. And you don't know what they know about each other. You don't know how well they know each other. You don't know what they've done for each other. When they were... At the first time that they spend the night with the without the fire when it's dark and it's cold, we should have we were slowing down, right? That's a, it was a good it was a good we were pacing down, which is great. I think you can do that in a movie. And what they should have done is maybe a little flashback sequence, show them a dream sequence, show them in combat together, what things were like back when they were younger, like how like what happened to them, why are they so close, how were these bonds forged? That would have made the Ben Affleck death, death sequence. That would have made me believe or care about how they felt about it yeah um because that's really the whole thing that this is built on is that these guys have a relationship and we wouldn't know anything about that except that they keep telling us that 
Um, especially because the only on-screen action you get actually kind of contradicts that. Um, for this supposedly, like, perfect special forces unit that's become as tightly knit as a family, they start bickering to the point of it almost ruining them, like, almost immediately when things go wrong. Which, mm-hmm. if that were all true, would not happen. If these guys well, were so trained, like, would not happen. I kind of disagree with that because the whole point of this movie is how greed affects the people. And they specifically show that... Once they get to the first part of the heist, they take down all the bad guys, they get into the house, they're looking for the guy. Up to that, everything's clean and smooth. It's after that, when they're all fighting on how much money do we bring, and after that, when it's like, this money is gonna kill us all, is when it starts to break this down. And, they specifically say that in the movie, I remember them saying, we don't have a flag on our shoulders anymore, so they lose that common identity of being in the military, and something I don't understand to their degree, because I'm not special forces, but... Being in the military, you do have a certain sort of camaraderie and brothership with other uh, military members. So they don't have that anymore because they are no longer in the military. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing, you can't really argue that it's righteous. You can argue that nobody's going to miss this guy if we steal his money. But, you know, I think losing the cause and also the the money is interrupting that thing. But, yeah, I would agree with Al that it would have been useful to uh, have a little bit of flashback showing the, the bonds that they forged when they were younger. Well, well I understand what you're <clears> saying, and I, I agree that, that the movie has to get there. My issue is that they snapped it so quickly. Mm. They, need to, they need to suffer the first initial wave of problems by bending, and then when they break, all hell breaks loose later on. They yeah. snap and break immediately. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, it's interesting. I, I want to pull on one of those threads that you mentioned. Like, they, they're robbing this cartel right um there's nothing you said there's nothing righteous about it and that's actually that's one of the loose threads that kind of just you know it just it, it, it unraveled it got <laughs> they singed it it burnt off uh there there was this really interesting concept another one of these things that was an idea that was introduced talked about for a minute and then kind of abandoned and that was uh oscar isaac's dog in this fight and why he wanted to do it and he was the only character where it really didn't seem to be about the money yes and there were some interesting things like he was talking about the country and he was talking about how it's gone to shit and how something needs to disrupt the current order and they think that he thinks that it can be done this way and he clearly has this vendetta against the head of this cartel and he so much where it's a when he shoot it is a when he kills him it's a crime of passion Mm -hmm. but then that's the last you hear of it and you don't really. Yeah. I feel like there's there's. I know. Oh, he's been here for three. He's been there for three years in this shit. Okay, but what happened? I feel like there's a story there. I feel like something happened. Yeah. Well, because even uh, I think it was Catfish, but Pedro Pascal said at some point, like we wouldn't even be here if you guys had taken care of this a year ago or something like that or whatever it was he said, and like. Like, there was enough there to kind of see the outline of the picture, but not enough to get, like, a good indication where, like, again, probably would have been either the cold open, although they did that with the whole scene where they thought they were getting him and he just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, And that's fine, but either through that or some sort of flashback, you need to get some indication as to why he was so doggedly pursuing that guy specifically. Exactly. Like, what, what did he either do to him personally or due to someone he loved. Like, something happened, right? And even if you explore it for five minutes, ten minutes, it gives you it gives you more for that character. I don't know. Very, very yeah. strange. But 
That was all right. So let's see what else here. The uh, other other paint by number stuff. Um, haunted past. Uh, I wrote that down in the cadence of Wedding Crashers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> clear, like the, these characters have that to some degree. We don't really know what they are. Obviously, they don't they don't discuss them. Great. Uh, we talked about the little crusade with the personal investment. Um, unknown side of characters. This is the only thread that is actually like pulled on and explored throughout the movie, and that is. You are you are led to believe early on, not that he's a great guy, but that there's that he's he's a struggling person, Ben Affleck's character. That he's there's something he's not really fit for the world that he's living in. Things are falling apart around him. Everybody is telling you that he's a good guy. He's a good guy, and I expected to see examples of that so that I could believe that he's a good guy. And then instead, what happens is it turns on its head, and he's actually, he's a greedy asshole, and that's fine. That's actually, that was interesting to me. Oh, he is not who I was led to believe that he was. Uh, these people are blinded by their, by their close relationships with him. He is an asshole. He's, he's, a, he's a terrible person in this movie. Well, not, not just that. Like, he's also the one who seems to have the most bloodlust. Yeah, it's really like, weird. It's creepy. He's a vil- He's the villain. Like, it's... It's I that was intriguing. Like that was an interesting thing. And I actually thought they at least they played that out to the part where he dies. And it's funny, when he dies, I'm I kind of I'm upset that the kid died. Because he deserved to die. <laughs> yeah. Well well the thing is, I, I it wasn't as interesting as it should have been because they kept telling us how good of a guy he was mm-hmm. instead of showing us. Yeah. It, so I only have their word to base it's it like, on. It's like, trust me, he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. From your point of view, Ben Affleck is evil? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, the character. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Either or. <laughs> yeah, I was like, six of one. Uh, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, so another thing. I so trying to slip in a little Star Wars to... reference if you were picking up on that. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, going back to the paint by numbers, the other opening sequences, right? This is like... Let's pull in a lot of interesting ideas, a lot of great scenery, great shots, um, cool sequences that make a movie like this entertaining and really fun to watch. So they have these like incredible vistas. And when the movie starts off, I was like, God damn, Netflix 4K? Like, what's going on here? This looks good. <laughs> uh, it does not look as good as the movie goes on until they're in the mountains again. And when they're in the mountains, I was like, Jesus, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, can we just, let's just pan the camera away. I don't really care about these five idiots <laughs> right now. Let's look at some of these rocks. Because <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> let's a nature show. But that, that <laughs> stuff was, I mean, visually, there's a lot of, it was, I actually thought it was shot well. Yeah, uh, for the most part. Um, that, that was one thing that stood out to me. It was like, oh, this has, this has some hallmarks. But again, it's a lot of pieces that you would call out in a very good movie. Of well, this guy, a very good movie. this guy made movies that, like, people like. Um, he made A Most Violent Year, which I never got to see. Mm. Um, that also has Oscar Isaac. Um, and I've heard that's good. It, he did All Is Lost with Robert Redford, where Robert Redford's the only person in the entire movie. It's him, like, lost at sea. Oh, think, okay, okay. I think my dad saw that, and he said he liked it a lot, and I think it... Well, Robert Redford was nominated for uh, Best Actor for that role, I'm pretty sure. Was that, like, a modern twist on The Old Man in the Sea? I never read that, so I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Oh, boy. I hope not. That was an awful book. I loved The Old Man in the Sea. <laughs> that was one I of my favorites. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> and then he did Margin Call was his first feature, which I've never seen. 
I'd never heard of before, but it sounds kind of like the dark brother to um, the one that Adam McKay did. Uh, oh, uh, the big short. Yes, it okay. feels like it's like the dark like companion to that. Okay, it's a good looking cast for that movie. Hmm. Yeah, Kevin who, who Spacey, Paul Bettany, Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Irons, Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, yeah. So like, there's there are again, there's a lot of pieces that are good, and that's, so there's one one last one that really that really made me start thinking about this like crazy at the end of the movie, and that is the National Treasure style sequel tease. That happens at the end with the coordinates on the piece of paper that's handed to him as he runs up the hill. Like, it felt like it. It felt like the end of a movie that was supposed to, like that is in that theme, like that comedy action adventure. That's how. It, that's how the movie closed <laughs> by giving that piece of paper and running up the hill. <laughs> I guess so. Although I can't imagine how a sequel to that would work. But um... no, it, please no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I remember when that was going on, I was like, because they just start throwing it over the edge, and I was like, oh, I'm going to leave it here and hope one day they can, they can come back, and they're like, well, no one will ever see this again, the snow's going right. to fall over, and I was like, oh, okay, there goes that idea, and then he, like, gives him the coordinates to the end, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. It's weird how happy of an ending they get, like, okay, like, we get a feel-good moment of we're going to donate all the money to his daughter, Yeah. Um, but then we're all going to go our separate ways, and... Maybe we learned something along the way, but probably not. And wait, he's going to get the girl and the money too? Like, Yeah. Kind of a weird... Like, it should have ended... Probably should have just ended with them all walking out of that room after having given up the money. It would have been a more effective ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah, and then the having the coordinates and with the, the tease that maybe they'll go get it is also flips that on its head anyway. So it's like, it was kind of... It was dumb. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's kind of a weird mixed message because if, if it had ended on that somber note of them like all walking out and then maybe you get a shot like Last Crusade style of them like walking off into the sunset. Yeah. But without anything tangible and maybe there's a space between them where like their missing friend was, would have been and that's it. Like, yeah. okay. Like you, in your mind, it's like, mm, well, maybe they go back and find the money one day. Maybe he goes and finds the girl, but it's not like, again, spoon fed to you, like you said. Because sure. like, it should end like... In, with melancholy and instead it ends with like 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 there's some pep in your step like oh, I, I'm gonna go find my girl she's got a lot of money because I gave her the money right and I got these coordinates and maybe I'll go back and get the rest of that money someday it's just so maybe there is maybe there is a silver lining to the movie and the fact that that poor daughter no longer has Ben Affleck as her father wow <laughs> wow is, you guys are real rough on the Affleck <laughs> well it, you don't hate him as much as I do I uh, well, because He's like, I, no, I did, but it's fun to hate him. <laughs> I No, I, I don't like him overall. I did enjoy him in The Town, but that's the only role I've ever really enjoyed him in. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Yeah. Other than that, though, I don't like him. And I don't even think... Yeah, I, I mean, you speak for yourself, but you thought he was just okay in that? Like, I thought that was a, a good performance by him. I thought he was fine. His best performances... You know my thesis. His best performances is when he's not acting at all. It's because he's playing an asshole because he is an asshole. He wasn't even enough <laughs> of an asshole in that movie. Uh, well, he gets some asshole Here's, I mean, okay. The, another thing they could have explored. The money at the very end. Another thing that bothered me. When the guy rips the paper in half, I'm like, don't rip the paper in half. I'm like, don't. The, 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 family, you're, the family's already getting a million dollars, a million five, whatever it was they were getting. It, they're fine. They're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Let's just walk away. 
with our millions of dollars. It was a little melodramatic. And to the point where Kim was, Kim was yelling at this, yelling at the screen. <laughs> what are they going to do with $5 million? They'll be set with the one. <laughs> yelling. <laughs> Which I agree. I agree with that. Uh, well, it's because it was blood money and, right. and he was disgusted by having it. So I can understand I agree. That. And there's not enough time. I thought of that. I, I was like, that's an interesting thing to explore a little deeper. How they wouldn't be able to live with it. I think maybe you, maybe the movie, they cut out, I don't know, 30 minutes throughout the rest of the movie that was complete nonsense. And probably been some stuff at the end where just like, some people gave up the money, some people didn't. You see the people that did give it up, uh, the people that didn't give it up struggling with the concept of having this blood money and using it and not being able to enjoy it. And the people that did give it up still not that not being enough to repay like the grief that they have for what happened like it could have been interesting they should have fallen apart as human beings at the end of the movie i think that would have been a very interesting way to handle it yeah i would agree i would have just been good with them instead of doing the melodramatic each of them in turn tears up the thing like just have at the beginning when they're sitting at the table same way and iron head because and the only reason i thought is because i was just looking at the cast page a minute ago because i think they only say his name once in the whole movie um, if he says, actually, this is fucked up, we're gonna leave her the money, and, like, maybe Oscar Isaac kind of puts up a half-hearted fight, and then they all just do it simultaneously. Yeah. No, this is the right thing to do. This is disgusting. We don't deserve this money. And then walk out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, it was a little over the top with the way it was done. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting to see Oscar Isaac, out of all that group, would be the one to keep the money, and kind of struggle with that. Because... Mm. Well, he basically is doing that, except he's not struggling with it. Right. Yeah. Well, if that did happen, is what I'm saying. It's very strange. There's also well, another thing that bothered me about that final scene is the he's the last person in the room with the lawyer, banker, accountant person. Yeah, I don't know what her role was. Uh, she she must well they were in well, the Bahamas or Grand Cayman, whatever Something one of those like places that. that's kind of like Switzerland where it's you can kind of do whatever you want with your money and it's mostly legal, right? No matter what. So but yeah, no, uh, I, I agree that that I would. We've talked before, right? I think. And it, oh, you know what it was? It was on, on that podcast, Villains, with the Ringer Network. What's the one scene in the movie that you want to see that wasn't in it? I want to see the conversations between him and that banker. Mm. Yeah. Because that must have been an awkward conversation. Yeah. I'm going to do so How did you get all this thing. money? <laughs> I'm going to have money. I want to give you the money. You give me back the money, I can use the money. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> and also, while you're at it, give me some fake passports. Right, right. I'm going to need those. Who am I going to need those? And she's like, okay, what is happening? <laughs> but uh, she knows She knows better than to ask. She's in this business. Me, yeah, me and money, money and me, money is good. <laughs> so the, oh. the, uh, what, what I liked, well, not what, it, what, what confused me about that was he's leaving the room. She's leaving the room. The cash is just sitting cash there? Cash is on the table. They are leaving money... Well, they are leaving money on the table. <laughs> Stupid. Didn't think of that at the time. But it was like... It was like close... It was over $6 million on the table. Also, How? why were they... Well, yeah, why was the money in the room with them on the table like that at that point? Because they were giving it to them for a deposit? Yeah, but like the paperwork had already been drawn up. I feel like they would have put that into a safe room until the transfer was done or something like it's it's dramatic it's done for dramatic effect the fact that it's sitting on the table like that yeah but why like again it's a little over the top yeah yeah it was it, it was it was ridiculous do you think that old man gave the family the, that million dollars 
Old man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they had guns, so yeah. if he didn't, I think there would be another body added to the count. True. True. What? And it's not like they didn't Dude. know. It's not like they didn't know he had the money because he said to the kid, "They paid their debt. Let them pass." Yeah. yeah. What are they going to do with that money? Good question. Buy more cocaine seeds. <laughs> is that how? Is that how that works? <laughs> you just buy more. Uh, man. A sequel. Let's talk about the sequel one more time. Let's not. They. I want to see. I want them to do a sequel. I want the Netflix to do <clears> this. I want them to do a sequel. I want it to be fifteen minutes. I want them to not show how long it is. it's fifteen minutes followed by an hour and a half of black screen, so that you don't know that it's fifteen minutes, right? And it's them ramping up, and they figure they you know they plan it out. They're getting into the country. They got the coordinates. They got a helicopter. Uh, what's his face sobered up? And he's got his license back. They're going to do it, but they're going to do it legit. They're going to fly in. They're going to get the money, and they come out. Come out. They get there. They, for, that's, that's five minutes. That's five minutes in. Eight more minutes of them figuring out exactly where it is, digging through, and starting to load it up. They load it all up. They start to fly it away again. And the pilot goes, not again, and crashes. And they die. All of them. And that's it. Whoa. It's just 15 minutes, and it's just it turns this whole thing into a ridiculous comedy. Come okay, on. Okay. I want Netflix has the money and the power, and nobody's done anything like this before. Nobody's done that movie where it's re- like hyper realistic, like a superhero movie, where five minutes in, the person just dies, and that's it. <laughs> and the credits roll. It, when, what, you can't do it more than once, so one person needs to do it. And it's got to be someone with a big name that's going to draw a big crowd, because it has to work. And I Can think they just killed Ben Affleck again. Sure, <laughs> zombie Ben Affleck in the in the <laughs> he's actually up there because they didn't bring him home because they shouldn't have. They should have brought more bags. He's up there. They retcon the fact that they brought him home. <laughs> he's up. They turn into a zombie. They go to get the more bag more of the bags. Zombie Ben Affleck eats them. Two missed opportunities in this movie. One. I forgot, I kind of forgot as we were discussing there, the whole cocaine thing with Pedro Pascal's character. How do we not get a Tropic Thunder style scene with him like walking into a room of cocaine and that being his demon, you know what I mean? Like Jack yeah. Black when he walks into the room of mm-hmm, heroin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is all I deserve. <laughs> Other missed opportunity. For dramatic effect, we had the money on the table at the bank in the Bahamas or whatever. But remember, they had been dragging that alongside Ben Affleck's body. I feel like his body should have been on the table, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been amazing. You know what I loved? How about this? How about they're racing towards the ocean, right, in this car. Uh, Oscar Isaac. I keep wanting to call him Poe Dameron, and I've, I've been stopping myself this whole time. Close. His name was Pope. I know. It's, that's, I think that's probably why. Anyway, Pope was struggling with this these kids are chasing him doesn't want to shoot them right doesn't want to kill them so he blows out the tire while they're going 80 miles an hour (laughs) it just rolls into a tree so instead of killing the driver and maybe the other guys live he kills all of them (laughs) well no that was actually catfish drove them into that tree. that was a different one to, yeah, he no, the, ones, the, ones that, the ones that he shot the tire out, the, the, the thing flipped, but then they like crawled out and were shooting it. No, no, that's the third one. There were three trucks. The first one crashed into the tree because he bumped it. The second one, he shot the tire out. It flipped over a dune. Oh, and no, I don't think that one flipped. Oh, it, it flipped. I thought that one just stopped. Dead. No, no, it flipped. 
it it went it went nuts. Uh, they don't show the aftermath. I just assume everybody died. And the third one, they somehow got out, which would not have happened. And then they shoot at them. Um, nobody else gets clipped. Nobody gets. Not enough people get clipped in this movie. Yeah, Benny caught one on the shoulder that was like just grazed in, <laughs> and then Ironhead took one on the thigh that went through and through. And <laughs> as I was saying earlier, he just walked nearly unimpeded the rest <laughs> of the movie, including dragging his donkey through while they were fording a river. Like, oh, Benny gets yes, shot and goes. I'm hit. And someone in the writer's room went, too real. And then it was like, it's just a grace. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, that donkey though. I That's going to, yeah. that bothered me for a while after the movie. It, it bothered me this morning. It, it's it's that with me. I was really annoyed that that donkey died. I know it's a movie. I, I know did. a donkey did not actually die during the, or maybe they did. I no, it was pretty obviously bad CGI actually. <laughs> once it went down. Bad CGI, meaning it was a hundred times better than the walking dead deer. <laughs> why 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 do you have to cgi a deer i will i will take live footage of a deer outside and send it to you it's fine there's a lot of them well that was the problem actually it was a real deer it's just so obviously superimposed on this i don't think it was a real deer because they did the same thing with three billboards where it's like that's very clearly a real deer that was weird but the problem is it was done in completely different light than the scene that was shot <laughs> So the, the deer is shiny because it was in, like, brilliant sunlight. <laughs> I really wish we could have more... I really wish we could have more Revolver IPA to toast Cash Donkey. Cash Donkey. Pour one out for Cash Donkey. Yeah. Not for Ben Affleck. Just nah, Cash nah, Donkey. he's fine. Um, he never asked for that. You know what it was? The It was the, the his eyes still open. And uh, I... <laughs> his mouth open, His mouth too. open uh, in his underbite. <laughs> so, it looks so stupid. <laughs> I was just like... They, I feel like they focus on it a little too long, like almost where like either the director or cinematographer didn't like him either, and we're just like, let's just let's live with this for a minute. Let's live in this reality. <laughs> that was rough. Um, well, the thing is, I get so f- I get so few opportunities to laugh at such a thing because yeah. I can only think of one other thing he's died in, and it wasn't quite as satisfying as this, though he did earn it. What mo- what was that? Dogma. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. What? <laughs> What's going on here? Who's this bitch? Why is that guy's head exploding? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. It's so fun. The um, the two of them are great in that movie. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, together yeah. playing off each other. So much fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun. We actually will do that movie one day because I love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, this movie not great. Not great. Not gonna watch it again. Um, oh, one of my other bullet points here just says pointless. I guess I had more there, but I, I think we covered. No, I think we, I think up. we covered it. <laughs> oh, the loss doesn't. I talked about this too. The loss doesn't mean anything to me because I kind of hated him. The loss of the donkey was hard. The loss of Affleck was not. Uh, no. Now, r- r- remind me. They're weighing the money, mm. right? They're weighing the money. He says a number. I don't know if you could remember. I don't remember what, but he says how much weight it can hold, and how much the weight helicopter it can hold nine thousand pounds. And how much weight was it? Sixty five hundred. Wait, the helicopter. What you broke up there? Sorry. Could hold. What? The helicopter should be able to hold nine thousand. It weighed sixty five hundred, but then Pedro Pascal says, "Yeah, it can hold nine thousand pounds at two thousand feet, but we're going to be going up over the Andes, right, 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 which is like over five thousand feet." 
or around 500 which explains why they're able to get there so easily and then not be able yeah to it was there. fine flying to there but when they had to move up in elevation it could no longer hold that weight did they were they afraid to kill benny i don't know because they they probably should have been picking these people off one at a time and leaving them with just pope at the end yep that's what i thought that's what i thought was gonna happen yeah. that or all of them were gonna die before they escaped onto the boat I thought that, yeah, like I said, I thought, have you seen the movie The Grey with Liam Neeson? Yeah. I thought it was going to kind of be like that, and then Pope maybe even dies at the end, kind of like Liam Neeson, but I did not expect multiple characters to survive. I thought it was unconfirmed that he died at the no, end. No, he dies. It's <laughs> a post-credit scene. It's a post-credit scene where he's, like, dying next to the wolf that he just killed. Hmm. I don't... I, wow, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. Um, I feel like... I never mind. Great I movie. It. it was pretty good, though, wasn't it? It was very good. Yeah, okay. All right. And Liam Neeson dies as usual, but very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... I... I mean, it was like the most clever fight scene ever. I wish they showed it, but maybe it's better that they didn't. Him and the wolf at the end. He literally duct tapes a knife and little liquor bottles. You know, like those right. finger-long liquor bottles. The and liquor he breaks bottles. Them against I remember a rod. that. That was... Just so cool. It was, kind of, it was like, badass. Was awesome. it, was, it was badass. Uh, awesome. I, I don't have much else to say. I, I am... I'm kind of exhausted talking about the movie because that's how the movie left me at the end. I only had one other thing that frustrated me while I was watching it. Um, during the shootout scene on the ridge when Ben finally eats it, um, were, was anyone else frustrated by the fact that there was bullets being fired all over the place, but no one on screen firing at them? They fired at them. Didn't they kill one of them? They killed oh, another guy. They yeah. end up killing both of them eventually. Yeah. But... The whole sequence before the like like the whole lead up to Ben getting shot or them shooting the other guy first, you don't see them. You don't even see blurry movement in the distance. There's literally no one in that scene. Yeah, that was frustrating to me. I mean, there's rocks everywhere. You just no, but even yeah, if you were the to thing pause is they, or something, you wouldn't be able. There would be no one there. There, there was like an a, like up above them, and then they were shooting down. For them to do that, you'd have to be able to see them. Mm-hmm. And you don't see even like if even if it was just in the distance blurry movement like like you don't have to see who it is like because actually that plays up to it because they think they're being chased by the cartel they're not they're getting yeah. chased by the and they finally only figure it out although actually no he figured what's his name figured it out even though we haven't seen who it is and then you don't see them until right before he kills them he says I'll stay here they really seem to like me like that's bad editing and writing what because like him saying that means he knows. It's there. No, that's it, that's not what he meant. They were they were specifically shooting at the rock he was behind. That's why he said that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I guess that works. But either way, I was frustrated by the fact that these bullets are flying everywhere. But and they're showing from your perspective looking up. If you can see the bullets hitting and they're almost hitting you, then you need to be able to see who's shooting it. Yeah. When when he said that, and I was like, Yeah, they seem to like it. you're wearing orange, you dumbass. Like you guys are trying to <laughs> sneak around these rocks and you're like a Bright tic tac. That was <laughs> stupid. The movie's. But that was really it for me. Yeah. Dominic, do you have anything yeah, or... else on this? No, just. Yeah, orange would be a great color when you're maneuvering through the woods <laughs> trying to sneak up on this. Uh... Yeah, hunter safety course, right? That's basically. right. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what you want to be wearing. Cool. You got anything else? Nope, that's it for me. That's all for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have any movies for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to flicksinasix at spintune.com or tweet us at thespintune with the hashtag FLI6. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm Al Thanks for coming out. <laughs>